Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw. Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! <laughs> Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They Rubbish! There's buggers over here. <laughs> Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Second Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20. Down. Five. Touchdown. Kentucky. Jesus, Rash. Get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Tuesday to you. August 29th, 2023. Welcome into Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Justin Kalen, Nick Roush, and I am TJ Walker. Hope you're having a great start to your morning. It it feels great outside. It feels like a a fall morning out there. If you haven't had a chance to get outside, I think it's going to probably be like yesterday, heat up as the day goes on. But overall, be a pretty nice day. Hopefully, you're going to be able to get outside and enjoy it. Nick Roush, how are you on this game week Tuesday? Um, I'm happy it feels pleasant outside. Uh, still uh, adjusting to first game week. A lot of stuff going on. Had a fantasy draft last night. So, you know, things get a little crazy. Uh, it, was a, it was just a crazy Monday of game week. But so we, we we got through it, we persevered, and uh, now we're ready to hit hit the refresh on uh, Tuesday. We're going to turn it up on a Tuesday. That's when the club goes up out here. It certainly does. It, a, a Monday night draft getting crazy on a school night. Yeah, I meant like crazy. Like we just um, didn't expect to have to put both kids down and then also try to get them down before I did an 8 p.m. show on youtube so that was fun so yeah that, that that was the crazy part and then like as soon as the show ended it was like oh you've got five minutes get on your log in your fantasy draft and then try to pick some players um so yeah there was it was just oh. was a lot happening a lot going on so crazy in the sense that like you didn't really do anything for it except have short prep time yeah i mean it was more so just like doing things non-stop until like 10 o'clock you know, like one of those days. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. No, those uh, are the, those are the ones where you're just like, oh, let me try to catch my breath, and you're like, uh, that, that is that is pretty crazy. That is. Um, Scoots, how are you? How was your Monday? What's up with you? Oh, my my Monday was super crazy too. No, I'm just kidding. It, 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 at work, it was pretty nuts. I couldn't. It was one of those things I just couldn't get caught up. But I eventually got caught up, so it was good. And then I went home and I did a whole bunch of nothing. Played some MLB the show last night. Didn't really do a whole lot of anything. So, yeah, I'm, I'm good. You, uh, do we have the Haley Minogue rejoin made yet? 
Uh, we do not. I was going to surprise you all with that on Friday to get everybody oh. hyped for the game. Well, there goes this. Well, we love the good old six month delay on these audio. Yeah, drops. that's uh, yeah, sure. Very topical. It'll be it'll be a good time. Just so. so just so you all know, and I think I've told you all this, but let me fill the listeners in as well. W- with the way we're running things at the station right now, it was a heck of a lot easier to run or to do all that production while like our replays going on or whatnot. I don't have that option now. So if the replays going on or we're on air or or who's your report or Spears are on air, I can't do any sort of production behind the scenes on the computer like I used to be able to do so it's it's really hurt the whole rejoin thing but I've got a couple in mind that I'm gonna make for Friday so keep your ears out so you can't do it while you're supposed to be doing other work no well typically so after our show ends and then before Hoosier Report I've got two hours that was always my production window like anything I needed to do for our show whether it was rejoins or whatnot that's when that would have taken place. So now if I want to do all that, I have to stay after for Spears, but I also have another job, so I don't have the option to stay after Spears but once, maybe twice a week. So, yeah, my plan is to stay after Spears tomorrow and put these things together, and then we'll be good to go for Friday, and maybe I can make that a weekly tradition, staying after on Spears on Wednesday to do some rejoins. I don't want you to exert yourself, uh, and I, I honestly don't really care about the rejoin. I just have more fun giving you crap for it because, you know, it's been six months now, or not six months, only four months. I mean, that is that is pretty embarrassing on my end. That's not even yeah, four, not know, even four months, but that's very Trevor Kelsey like. Well, Actually, yeah, he probably uh, would have done it by now. I think uh, <laughs> I, I, I think he may. Have. It, it, it is what it is. Well, you both will be happy to know everything's looking good for the scramble on Friday. So we yes. Do we have yeah, a real MVP, TJ? Do we have a fourth? Yes, Mike Rutherford. Oh, he's going to play with us. He Confirmed? said that he's going to to play with us. Sweet, nice. Awesome. Yes, That'll I, be fun. I, I don't. I don't know how excited he is or not excited. <laughs> I, I have no. I, I have no clue. But he did confirm he's going to play with us, and they are going to be doing their show out there. Cool. That's what we initially thought, and then we were like, "Wait, maybe they don't want to do that." But they they did say yes to it. So uh, we'll have the whole. We'll have everybody out there. Trevor should be out there. I, I still think intern Jacob's going to come by. We do have some <laughs> singles for the for the golf scramble. Intern Jacob may either play with the singles or he asked if he could just ride around with us. I was like, yeah, I, I, we don't care. You can do whatever you want, really. But he's going to be out there, so it should be a full full group. Uh, I know that, that some of the, the Ryan family will not be there because they're going to be in Atlanta for the L game. But uh, in, in terms of talent, should be should be a lot of good folks out there. I think Spears is still planning on being out there, hopefully. Yep. So that'll be fun. That's on Friday, probably your la- your absolute last day to get in. Big X scramble at yahoo.com if you are interested. Uh, it was a busy Monday for me getting back into the swing of things. Oh, that's always the worst. And, the first day back from a weekend getaway. Yeah, and it's just there's like there, there feels to be responsibilities or at least one responsibility you feel like you had to do felt like i had to give the dog a, a nice long walk had been away from him too for a few days and i don't know if he had gotten walked during that time uh definitely got plenty of like outdoor and play time not that wasn't an issue but he enjoys his walks how could you blame him and the weather was really nice so did a long one of those but then i was also like my 
I've got crabgrass. Anybody, any any advice on crabgrass? Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Just the worst thing in the world. But crabgrass is kind of like weeds, but it's grass. And, but it basically does the same purpose of weeds. It shows up in spots you don't want to, and then it just keeps kind of like crawling and growing and extending so its territory. I, you're talking about Creeping Charlie then, correct? That, like that, the, that, was, that was my college roommate. <laughs> is that what it's called i've never heard i've never heard that phrase but that, 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 the the thing that's very wee like i think of crabgrass is just the long tall like very bright green grass um cre creeping charlie is where it's almost like a vine and you just keep pulling it and pulling it and pulling it and it just it's everywhere like yeah um and it, hey, well, it's kind of leafy or, or, or are we on the same page or wrong page no this is just like this is just like kind of grassy Oh, huh. I, I mean, but what you described is it like keeps growing and growing. Yes. But this just like oh. extends out and then it'll like plug into the ground just so it has a footing and then it keeps extending. Yes. It's wild. Yes. I know what you're talking about now because it is, it's very annoying because my, I use my um, old school reel mower and it can only, if, if the crabgrass gets too tall, then it, it, it can't even cut it and I've just got to pull it and it's very annoying. Uh, it's so bad. It, it, yeah, but anyways, yeah. that has basically taken over our entire like front porch uh, mulch area. And so it, it looks like weeds. And weeds definitely do pop up from time to time. But not many. It's mostly just dry grass. So I pulled that after the WALK and then basically had to stop once it started getting dark. Because it's getting darker earlier now as we're getting later into the Ooh. summer, closer to fall. And then went inside, took my first shower for since Saturday. Didn't take one on travel day yesterday. And uh, that felt nice. And then just was instantly exhausted, ready to pass out. But in the meantime, there were plenty of sports things to get to from yesterday. Team USA cruised to an easy win against Greece. I don't even think we mentioned it once it started, but no real drama there. Uh, and we're going to talk Mark Stoops' luncheon. He said some interesting things. We finally got the depth chart. We got some injury news that we were sort of expecting but didn't want confirmation on and unfortunately did get that confirmation on. We're going to talk about all those things today. We'll get to all those things today. But speaking of Team USA, Scoot's a different Team USA. We're going to get the final Ryder Cup picks this afternoon. Ooh, exciting. I'm going to – I've made a decision that I'm going to try to get into the Ryder Cup this year like you always do, DJ. Because it's, it's always one of those events that I like, I'll like. i loosely pay attention to, but it's not like appointment television for me. But I've, I've made the decision. I'm going to try this year to sit down, actually watch the whole thing, get invested. It's slightly concerning that you feel like you've got to you, – the emphasis is on trying so hard. It's an, <laughs> it's an awesome event. It's a really, really cool special event. Happens once every two years. That being said, I do appreciate the effort. I don't think you'll be disappointed. And the only thing I have against it, Roush, is that it's just during a college and NFL football weekend. Yeah. And That's then, my and only then, issue with it. Well, especially when they're playing, I mean, I don't know what the sort of times are going to be looking like playing in Rome for us over here. So that means it, it, I'm assuming that we'll have morning golf um, on our televisions. Uh, but the, the other part about the Ryder Cup is it can get, it can get a little wonky and out of hand, and then I, that's that's whenever I'll sort of tune out, right? Is like, oh, gosh, the U.S. is getting killed. And then uh, it, I think the hardest part of all of these is just knowing how the score works. I get 
points per, but like when they're doing best ball or whatever their games are, I think that's the the part because it, it it varies from round to round and you know morning to afternoon, right? Like what exactly they're playing, if it's alternate shot, best ball, etc. That that can be difficult unless you're all the way locked in. But it does. I, I do think it it can be the most fun if you know what the hell's going on. I'd say it's my favorite golf event that that exists. I like it better than the Masters. I like it better than any individual tournament. Love the Ryder Cup. It's just the the perfect blend of it's competitive. It's pretty. It's even. You know, one year the European team can be better. Most years, I feel like the American team probably has more talent, but the records don't necessarily always show that. And they try to kind of recreate this magic with like the President's Cup and stuff like that. And I, I'll still watch it. I still find it entertaining. But there really is nothing quite like the the Ryder Cup. And Roush, you're doing a good example of like what marketing teams should listen to uh, about like, yeah, we need to make sure we we detail what game's going on and how they play the game. Because uh, I do think they do a solid job of that if you just are watching for like any, you know, if you're watching for a 20 minute stretch, they're going to remind you what game they're playing, the format of it, maybe 30 minutes to be a little bit more conservative. So they will. But that being said, not everybody wants to hang around for that long to figure out what it is. Or mm-hmm. they may read the word best ball, but really have no idea what that means or and think, think uh, what 90% of people think and like, it's oh, a scramble. So you, it's a scramble. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, they, 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 they should be taking just like the most casual fan into consideration and making sure. Hey, this is the game. Just so you remember, this is what they're doing. Now it's alternate shots. So now they're you know one will hit and the other one will hit. So they can continue to do a better job of alerting folks what's going on there. Uh, but Scooch, we know six of the players they're locked in via points, and we're gonna hear from the the we're gonna get the captain's picks today. And the rumor on the street, Justin Thomas to be included. In Ooh, the captain's pick. That's ridiculous. That is absolutely ridiculous. Have a hot take. Get after it. I mean, the, the dude just played so horrible this year. He said it himself. He couldn't freaking finish anything. Like, what? What are we doing? I don't. I just don't understand this. There are so many more guys that actually played respectable golf this year. And, and don't get me wrong, I like Justin Thomas. I like Justin Thomas a whole heck of a lot. But Justin Thomas this year was not Justin Thomas that I've grown to know and love throughout his playing career. So for him to be on the that's ridiculous. There are so many other options of guys who should be on the team. Unbelievable. This is going to be like a, a horrible comparison. I should probably keep it more in – my my lane but it'd be like the equivalent of almost Shohei Otani next year just batting like 230 or something just something really bad and then really there's no good equivalent to it because I know all-star voting sometimes a fan vote but like him him winning some awards at the end of the season Uh, probably probably undeserving Despite Justin Thomas's resume, if this is merit based on the season, it's a bad pick. That being said, maybe it's not merit based on the season. Maybe it's merit based on your entire golfing career. And yeah, you've had a bad season this season, but time and time again, you've showcased that you can deliver on the big stage in this event. So it's a, it's really an apples to oranges comparison. 
now that I'm saying it all out loud. But maybe that's what they're thinking. Because we're not necessarily doing this strictly just based on this year. We're doing this on the last since the last Ryder Cup. Well, if that's what they do, then I hope karma comes back and bites them real good, and I hope USA loses. How about that for a hot Ooh, take? Ooh, that's a bad, bad, bad I mean, bad Scoots take, is the least American. Yeah, person. he hate, he hates America. He really does hate. And I hate that he I hate that he hates America. <laughs> I wish you I, mean, li- I wish you had a little patriotism. I do from time to time. On 4th of July, I've got plenty of patriotism. But if you're going to give a guy who's not deserving to get on the team on the Ryder Cup, they deserve to lose. I mean, that's, it, it really is ridiculous. I mean, but to, I, I see where TJ's line of thinking is, though. Like, if you go back full resume, then you could make uh, – you could probably make an argument for it. Uh, especially last year. I mean, he won the PGA last year. Was playing well, hit a cold streak, but all in all, that would be uh, I think more of the equivalent. And even though we don't take the Olympics as seriously uh, in in men's basketball, but you know that's like leaving LeBron off because he only averaged twenty points instead of thirty points a game. Is that is that a better comp? I think uh, so. Yeah. I, yeah, well, it need to be like the equivalent of a normally dominant player just had a terrible, terrible season, and you wonder where their future is moving forward. And it's not necessarily age related, but it's just like, whoa, what the what the heck happened to you? And you still would put them on the Olympic team. But overall, I mean, yeah, better better comparison. He he had two top fifteen finishes in his last two months of play. I, I'm so not- like. He he has seemingly straightened it out a little bit. Like it just it wasn't his best year, but he he did have some swings and and not all the way misses. I, I love where your all's hearts at, but I really don't care for either of the comparisons because we just compared Justin Thomas to the best player in baseball and the best player in basketball, and and Justin Thomas is not the best player in golf. Yeah, I mean, but he was, he's like top I mean, five. Twenty twenty two, he was debatably the best player in golf. Yeah, I yeah. mean, that I argument mean, could be made. Sure, he was probably third behind Scotty and John Rahm last year. So, like, and and I do think that. I mean, how many times did Tiger get the benefit of the doubt in this thing? You know, and get thrown on the yeah. team. And he was terrible. Tiger was a terrible Ryder Cup player, but he was the best yeah, in the no, world. It, it's, that's fair. Scoots, go ahead. But I was just going to say, but he was the best player in the world. So the, Tiger would be the equivalent of a Shohei or LeBron if, if Tiger got yeah. snubbed. Uh, we, we've got some golfers, I'm sure, listening that are just like, you. Well, I, we got the golf buddy who always so, said. Well, I'll, I'll look forward to hearing his his take on this. Uh, Justin Thomas is 16-5-2 in Ryder Cup and President's Cup. Justin Ryder Cup alone, he's six wins, one draw, and two defeats. So that's re- yeah, it's really good. Yeah, like he's, he's really good in this event, and I think I think he's a good locker room guy, and so that's why they'll probably end up giving him the benefit of the doubt. Um, it seems like he's a pretty popular person among players on the tour. This is a team event. He's done well in it, um, even though he struggled this year. Like, yeah, it would make sense. And, and him and Spieth are thickest thieves as as partners together in the Ryder Cup event. Yeah, I think they're really they good. Dropped one game as a combination together. Uh, and they just feed off each other well, and they've got good chemistry, and they know where one may like a ball, an alternate shot, and and, and it seems like they kind of mesh well together, even in best ball, too. So that so here's the and my I think we talked about JT in the Ryder Cup a week ago, two weeks ago, whenever it was. And my take was I don't think he should be picked. I don't think he should be included. If I were a captain, I probably would leave him out. Although 
I'd give it strong consideration and for the reasons Roush just mentioned. He's got a really nice resume despite him not playing all that well this season. But I also said back when we were having this conversation, I hope that he did make it. I'll be rooting for him, especially if he does make it. Uh, he is rumored to make it. Not official. That's coming down to pipe today, I think, at like 10 o'clock, 9 a.m., so right after we get off the air, classic KRC curse. But that is uh, expected to, to be official today. Brooks is expected to be included as well as a captain's pick. Spieth, he's expected to be included as a captain's pick. Morikawa expected to be included as a, cap a captain's pick. Ricky F Fowler, F yeah, easier said than done. Ricky Fowler expected to be a captain. Cool to see Ricky make it. And then Sam Burns, which I think may or may not surprise some people. He expected to make it. Who? That would make the notable misses for this. Lucas Glover. Glover, Bryson DeChambeau, our buddy Gooch, Tony Finau, who's been solid, Cam Young, Keegan Bradley. I would the the biggest one I think is the way Glover's played as of late. I've how have I never heard of Sam Burns? Oh man, that, Ralph. Sam Burns is one of those players. He's a he's a really good golfer. He had a he had a nice season this year, but he's one of those guys that for whatever reason I can never explain it, but I cannot stand that guy. I think it's something about how he looks. He's got like this flowy blonde hair that's like shoulder length and I don't know, something about his face. I'm not a Sam Burns oh, guy. Scooch is just jelly. He's a good-looking guy, Roush, that's got some flow. That no. hang, he's got lettuce that hangs out of the back. No. He, he, he's a good-looking cat, and I think Scooch is just jealous. TJ, I can he's grow the, my he, Unlike you clowns, the, I can grow my hair like that if I want. Do it. Do it, no, liar. Can't, do can't, it. I couldn't handle it. I could yeah. not handle it. Uh, he is the pride of Shreveport, Louisiana, Roush. <laughs> I look. I'm looking up his record too, and there's. I mean, he came in tenth, the ninth in the Tour Championship, but outside of that, I mean, it's a lot of just like, eh. Especially the way Glover finished the year, that would that would be disappointing. I feel like he should be rewarded for that. It looks like he's going to be on the outside in, and that's another fun thing about the Ryder Cup is like this, you know, the captain's picks because it's there. There is no basis off of it. You you could theoretically just pick six trash golfers and be like, but I've got a feeling that they're ready to roll. Uh, you, you, and, and a lot of people don't like the point system. A lot of people don't want anybody to even be guaranteed into the Ryder Cup. Some people want more people to be guaranteed to the Ryder Cup. There are takes out there that the whole thing should be point-based, and you just go right down the list and don't let the captain get a pick. And then there's the alternative to that. Let the captain pick the entire team. He's the captain. He can pick the way that he wants to pick. I am so, the captain now. There's a lot. There's a lot of a lot of takes and a lot of different ideas on it all. I think they've got a solid system. If you had a really, really, really good year, I don't care if you're not overly popular, you don't have a long resume, you should be included in the Ryder Cup. You've earned it at that point. But I also like the idea of hey, you know, somebody maybe was injured, or maybe somebody just they were off at the beginning of the year and their points don't showcase really how much they turned it on late. That's not the example for JT, by the way, because he never really did turn it on late. Roush is right that he'd have a solid couple rounds. He just really couldn't put together a full four rounds. But uh, that's it. Ryder Cup time right around the corner. Again, I know we're all football crazy and we're going to get into football here shortly enough, but it's worth bringing up Ryder Cup. Ryder Cup, yeah. Uh, sorry, I, I did the thing where I forgot to hit unmute because uh, <laughs> I 
I've just been informed there's a SWAT team that's forming, like, I mean, right on the other side of this building that I'm looking at. Uh, and I'm seeing a helicopter over top, overhead for air support. So, uh, yeah, things getting a little real on the south end. Not sure where they're going, what they're doing. Hope they're not coming for me or else you might, you boys might be doing the radio show by yourselves. Uh, south end Saturday night on a Tuesday morning. Wow. Keeping everybody on their toes out there. <laughs> Man, there has been some... Uh, the 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 news as of late like the the serial robber that's in the south like valley station prp right now that's just robbing women at gunpoint in apartment parking lots and then you had this stuff happen downtown um at the bar over the weekend that was that was crazy wonder if a lot the, of crazy stuff happening wonder if the robber's the same one from the hotel uh this one's much um the hotel one guy sounded scared this guy he sounds like a very dangerous criminal. Hmm. So, yeah, the shooting was at the spaghetti factory, wasn't it? Southern bar and restaurant or something, which um, they they they've shut down. Uh, ABC was already investigating it, and uh, yeah, apparently they were not preemptive enough. Does ABC actually have any legal authority whatsoever besides handing out citations for underage drinking at Keeneland? Because they were very much like, yeah, we've been monitoring it. We've been monitoring it. Well, yeah, well, they 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 were only supposed to have 150 people in there, and then they had 400 a lot Saturday night, and a bunch of people got shot, and three were killed. I want to say, Thanks so. Too. Yeah, two. There we go. But maybe, I think other people were injured, and maybe in the hospital, and maybe not necessarily cleared. But yeah, no, it it, it seems like I missed some pretty gnarly. I didn't know about the the serial robber in the south yeah end. yeah the that one's that one's i mean he sexually assaulted one woman too like there was it's some some bad stuff some bad guys out there so need to need to get the um i don't know sheriff scoots to come in town and take care of business because it's uh it's not great right now bob not great yeah scoots help clean up our city sheriff scoots is scared of conflict so that won't be happening uh I, very unrelated, but my brain just took like three leaps. Uh, the other day, I had like the '90s radio station on, and they just played the cop song, "Bad Boys, Bad Boys." What? Remember when they played that at Kroger Field for a year? Like when the defense would come out, the like very average defense. I uh, do, yeah. The, the the bad boy. Who was it that started that? Was that Zedarius or? I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah, they weren't. Z- Darius was a fun. He was, he was a funny cat, and I, I'm sure he probably still is. But especially UK, because he had only been playing football for like three or Two four years, years <laughs> and just was uh, was happy to be there. Was just so happy to like be in the SEC, and I, I think you know that team knew that they were going to play hard, but just be outclassed and in most of their games against SEC opponents and. Uh, but he was he was a real joy to interview. I, I he was probably well, one of my favorite UK athletes ever to interview. Until uh, he quit doing interviews because I posted his comments about Florida. They're just an average team. They're not very good. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. That oh, was, that was yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. That was my first my first stab at journalism, and Zadarius did not like that. It's like, dude, you just you, you said that Florida's not very good. Like, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm going to write about that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, they ended up beating Kentucky pretty badly. Pretty, yeah. pretty badly. 
Yeah, they they uh, uh, many did, many did that season. Not all of them though. Not uh, South Carolina, Mississippi State. Cats got kind of hosed on a little bit. What if that would have been Mark Stoops' only win in Starkville? Oh man, the uh, I just remember watching him lose his mind when they called offsides. I mean, just spit everywhere, spit flying. I was oh, like, oh man, it was this wild. Is it's like what? It's like that's where you're calling it offsides right here. This is yeah, bogus. But that was uh, I, did you cover that game? I did not. Uh, I mean, I might have done something from home, but I remember yeah. I remember vividly watching from home. No, it was a uh, this is good. A little chilly, a little chilly evening. Open air press box, but ultimately it was a a, a good time. Since the season time. starts on Saturday, I feel like this is a good time to remind you all that uh, officials are not good. So don't don't go in with expectations too high. College football. I, officials are just so much night and day better than college basketball. Yeah, people. Scoots, I, I think that's a horrible take on your part. I, um, I'm, I'm, I, I mean, I agree they're definitely better than basketball, but they're still not good. I don't think officials at any level are good. Yeah, I, no, I, I'm, I'm going to disagree with you. I think I think football at college and some most times at the NFL, level, the NFL is more so of a rules problem, TJ, than a ref problem, but like it's on very rare occasions. Like you have – the delay of game at Florida and the Chris Rodriguez touchdown at Auburn, but for the and we did mention the the one Mississippi State offsides there, but like for the most part, it's like maybe once a year where they get a call wrong. Where college basketball, it's like every other possession, they're just complete and total morons. Yeah, and I think what Roush to I think what he means is there may be like one call a year that you feel like changes the outcome of a game. You'll get bad calls throughout games. You'll get frustrated PIs and stuff like that. The, the Tennessee game that was annoying a couple of years back with Will Le- or when yeah two years back with Will Levis. Uh, you'll get bad calls throughout a game, but it just feels like in basketball where eight minutes left in the game and this official just fouled out UK's best player on a bogus like you know hand check or something like that. It, Boom, game impact, and now you don't have your best player. Benny Snell in the Music Bowl. That was oh unacceptable from a college yeah. football standpoint. But like the reason you can remember so many in college football is because it is a little bit more rare. Even though we're listing off several, you're, these are usually one a season, maybe two a season, if that. Where college basketball, you just lose count of them because there's just so many of them. I, I mean, Isaac Humphrey spiking a ball. And costing UK the game, and the officials costing yeah. UK the game because of that. And then we feel like John Higgins has cost UK a couple chances at a national championship, and those are just tournament games. But in regular season standpoint, like oh, a, a team goes on the road in college basketball, and the officiating crew snap your right, finger, right. they're impacted by that crowd. College football, it can happen. You'll get bad calls, but I think ultimately it's a better product from an officiating standpoint. NFL, I'd put number one. Again, they make their mistakes too. Officials are human. We're okay with them making mistakes. Just don't let it happen against our team in a crucial situation or else we're going to lose our GD minds. I think that's fair for everybody. But I'd go NFL, college football, and then pretty big drop-off, and then probably NBA, then sizable drop-off, then college basketball, and then you're going down like Death Valley, the world's deepest lake, and then John Higgins just waving with you with some scuba diving gear down there. He's down there. Uh, but there's kind of the, the, the tiers of officiating on the TJ scale. 
I mean, you all just basically made my point for me. You brought up like seven or eight instances, and TJ, you even said you're going to get bad calls in a game. So that that is my point. College football officials are not good. Are, are they better than than college basketball? Absolutely. I don't disagree with that, not one bit. But there's going to be mistakes made in games. You're going to get frustrated. I think it's going to happen once every game, if not more than that, where there's a call that you're upset with because they're just not good. I, I love it. We're just getting our brain back ready for football season. Yes, Scooch, we know that there are bad calls in games. We understand that. Just the overall officiating product is we'll, – we'll worry about more about that in November and December than we will. And you agree with that. I guess yeah. we're just at different levels of how much we think they're bad. Because I don't really think they're bad, but even something good – I'm obviously amazing at radio. I'll have a bad show from time to time. It happens. Officials can have bad games from time to time. It'll happen. Uh, but the Cats best not be getting hosed. Oh, yeah, and Roush, good point about the Auburn, Chris Rodriguez. That was, I mean, even on a review, yeah. like, what are, we, what, are, what are we even doing? His helmet is nine yards into the end zone, and you think somehow the ball maybe didn't cross? You get No get chance in France, one. if you ask me. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but we are due for a break. Long opening segment here, and we haven't really gotten into the, the meat of the football conversation. And speaking of the meat, what was the luncheon at UK yesterday? Everybody, I can't tell you how many personal close friends have been texting me saying, what did Roush have for lunch yesterday? He'll answer that question when we return here on Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Galen. I woke up and I, I feel confident to say to you that if you don't take this Michael McDonald DVD that you've been playing for two years straight off, I'm going to kill everyone in the store and put a bullet in my brain. David, what do you suggest we play? Kentucky Roll Call. I would rather listen to F Walker and Roush than have to listen to Michael McDonald. Nothing against him, but if I hear Yamo be there one more time, I'm going to Yamo burn this place to the ground. So hear this song one more time, I'm a, what do they say? Blow this Come place up. Place. What's that, Scooch? Blow this place up. Yeah. Oh, whoa. That's what All he right. said. You're right. It's just from a movie. I'm it's a... nothing serious. Okay, there you go, everybody. There's your clarifier. It is just from a movie. It was a movie quote. Uh, nothing's getting blown up except for the savings at a Thornton's when you download the app. Savings galore at Thornton's. Download the app, become a Refreshing Rewards member today. They do buy one, get one. Some days they just give away free coffee. You really never know what is up at Thornton's unless you download that yeah. app. Scooch, what's the latest? Uh, so, uh, Go ahead, Ralph. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I tried out um, the afternoon chicken sandwich yesterday, and it was delightful. Favorite part was it was, it was like a nice snack. Like, I, I didn't... It, it wasn't one of those things where I'm like, oh, I feel miserably full or anything. It was it, it hit the spot. It was just what I needed. I was just going to say, I, uh, I made a mistake this morning, guys. I was in a hurry a little bit to get to the station, so I had to stop at another gas station that was not Thornton's. Got me a big old 32-ounce drink, you know. Paid $1.27. 
Compare that to what? 94 cents. It's ridiculous. I will be going to Thornton's for my for my big sodas from here on out. Now, we'll just say what Thornton says. We'll say good old-fashioned 89 cents. The taxes, yeah. they, they, they could be different. In, uh, what state you're listening in? Eh, Kentucky and Indiana are both the same, right? Well, no, I guess I don't know. Not. Are they not? They're, they're not both 6%? No. Oh, wait, I thought Indiana was 7 no, I think we. Well, I think we came back down to six. Boy, well, this is we're dumb, dumb math here. But <laughs> so eighty-nine cents would be ninety-five with the taxes included. 90, 80, 94. 94. Yeah, correct. Ninety. So it would be the same then. Yeah, and at least in Indiana and Kentucky, correct. It's a great deal. For I sure. mean, you're giving a buck back, and you're getting something in return. How many things can you say that about in life? Not too many. Not many, unless you're asking for change. No, not at all. Yeah, so they've got great deals at Thornton's. Scoots is right. It's better deals at Thornton's than really anywhere else on the planet. So check them out today. Get your day started right. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. Keep the text coming in. Nick Roush, everybody is waiting to hear what was served to the UK media press corps at the the We're Back luncheon because the lunches were taken away, but now they're back. What did you scarf down? And who ate the most in the media room? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, not sure about the latter because I, I was not uh, admittedly in there for too long. I enjoyed my Italian six-inch Subway sub, uh, Cool Ranch Doritos and macadamia nut with a white chip cookie, and uh, then went down to the press conference room. You it nailed was, uh, it. Yeah. That's exactly what you said. That was your first guess yesterday. That's awesome. Yeah, I was ready to rock and roll. Were they out of chocolate chip cookies? It's just whatever was in the box. You open the box and you—it's kind of like a lottery. I wasn't going to go box. I wasn't. I I, even though I thought about it because we were one of the early ones there, I wasn't going to just peruse through until I found a chocolate chip (laughs) cookie. I wouldn't have blamed you if you did. You did. did. You did call it. You've really been on fire lately, Roush. Ah, and Fuego. Hope I'm wrong about my season predictions, though, which I just, I was in a thread yesterday arguing over season predictions, and boy, do we need the games to start. Like, man, we just, I think everybody's losing their minds. We just need, we need the games to be played, and then, boom, fun. I do wonder what, like, in a month we're going to be, what the discussion will be. Because in a, a month from today, will be the day before the Florida game. And at that point, if Kentucky's not undefeated, the season's already off to a really, really, really rough start. If Kentucky is undefeated, there's really no win you feel overly over the moon about. You can look really good. You can look really polished. Maybe Leary is putting up some of the best quarterback numbers or the offense is humming. I don't know. It's just in a month, Roush, we're, we do need football to start, and we're so excited that in two days you're going to get meaningful, good college football games, and then we have them till the the calendar turns, and then even a little after that. But for UK and the way the schedule sets up, we're really are we going to learn a ton in the next month? Yeah, um, South Carolina. Um, we'll learn more about the, yeah, no, I think we're certainly going to in the next month. Um, we'll, let's just run through the opponents. South Carolina mission first. Cause they've got, 
the second high-profile matchup. I mentioned Florida yesterday in their run game. That's what I'm going to be watching Thursday. South Carolina, it's it's going to be similar where, like, how much does Spencer Rattler have to do to carry that offense? Uh, North Carolina's defense has been very bad in recent years. So, like, if I, I think the defense will be a little bit better in the second year of Gene Chizik, but, like, if South Carolina can't, can't score 30 points against North Carolina, then they're not going to score 15 against Kentucky. You know what I mean? Um, they've got oars of their tackle positions. Are they going to be playing guys that just showed up on campus? What's that like? So I, I think we'll learn a decent amount of them. Tennessee, unfortunately, we're not going to because they're going to beat Virginia by 100,000 points on Saturday. Uh, and then they're only tested for them as a road trip to Florida. Maybe if Mixon struggles then, um, you know, but, I, but ultimately – it's the they're, they're, they have a three game stretch where it's A and M, Alabama, then Kentucky. That's that's their true test this season, but that's not till October. Um, Nick Saban did a thing yesterday, TJ. Kentucky got a depth chart and put some oars on it. Saban was just like, "Sorry, you're not getting a depth chart, people. Um, it's too much of a distraction for our players, so we're not going to do it." It's like Saban, you're kind of a jerk for this, uh, but. I, I would assume that we're going to have a good idea of what his quarterback situation is after they play Texas next week. It's only Middle Tennessee State now, but Texas comes to town uh, next Saturday. And even though I'm sure he, he might want to play multiple, uh, that game's probably going to determine a lot of who their quarterback's going to be by the time they come to Kroger Field uh, in early November, late October. Well, Sure, and you, I still think you'd think whoever they start under center is what they're planning on doing or who they think is going to be the guy, although they'll probably have a shorter leash to try different things, and that would be the game to, to do that. Uh, but a, a couple things. I did ask if we were going to learn anything about UK, and then you oh. proceeded to just mention other teams. I thought you were meaning to learn anything about the other teams because really all we're going to learn about UK is they're awesome and the best team that ever played football. That's what I. That's what I like to hear. Yeah. But in all yeah. seriousness, I do think that's an interesting spot in a month. Is the I mean, I guess that's what we're all hoping for. Is that we're hey, UK's undefeated. They play Florida tomorrow, and you haven't really beaten anybody, but we've liked what we've seen. Is that like the button we'd all push right now? If we could just time transplant a month from today, the Florida game would be a day away, and at this point, UK's just shown they're healthy and they've blown everybody out, is that the perfect start here in a month? Yeah, and it's almost the expectation, too. Um, I don't really know. The, really, the only thing anything that, else is going to be a little concerning. Anything right, right. Like Especially, like, if Leary's, if Leary's turnover prone or something like that. But, like, that, that would be a shock, um, you know. So, so, yeah, I mean – Really, they, they should be they should be whooping up on some teams. I mean, that's just, like on paper it, that's that's what should happen. Now, as Mark Stoops said yesterday, you know, the other teams have good football players too. You're not going to make every tackle. You're not going to break every tackle, right? Like football happens, so they're not going to be perfect. Uh, but I would imagine them scoring a lot of points uh, in this month. That that's really what your expectation is. Like, is Kentucky scoring minimum? 35, 40 points a game, and is weary tearing them up. Um, so uh, one, one thing, too, that I, I, I guess it it took me a little while to get there logically. Um, when we were on the football podcast last night, Vanderbilt was so bad at running the football last night, um, or Saturday night, 
we were just kind of making fun of them for their inabilities to run the football. Uh, but we forget that part of the reason why they can't run the football is because their guy that the only player that could run the football for them is now Kentucky's team. So maybe Ray Davis is like ten times better than we thought um, going in because Vandy's just so bad now at at the run game. That's a great yeah. I didn't when I was watching the little clips or the the like 10 15 minute stretch of the game that i was watching i, I kind of forgot about ray davis to be honest with you yeah. that like he would have been probably their best player yeah i mean when you can return uh, one of the top rushers in the sec vandy will shepherd will probably be their top pro um and he got some all sec stuff there wide receiver but yeah uh, uh he is good yeah that's a good point uh, one of the two, though, I would imagine. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. Gosh, Scoots, I know that you were listening, maybe not at the time. I was only able to listen to a little bit yesterday of the Rutherford show. But, Roush, you made me think of it when you mentioned Nick Saban in Alabama and no depth chart. But the links they'll go to carry water for Jeff Brom because they they were – they Jeff, Brom didn't release a depth chart either. And they, they were like, this is a good thing for U of L. This is, it was just like, oh my gosh, you can disagree with like one thing Jeff Brom does. <laughs> not releasing a depth chart's not good for anybody. It's not good for no, fans. Want to know. No. It's not good for fans. It's not good for media. And honestly, like you, you, you are sneaking something for Georgia Tech that they're going to be able to figure out in two seconds once you line up and play. Like, I, I just, I, I hate, it should be mandatory. I like the approach that Purdue's taking. I think now the entire Big Ten, where you have to do so, Thursday injury reports. I'm sure you're going to fill me it, in on this. It's a Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern time, two hours before the noon. Well, uh, and I need to double check on that. It was two hours before kickoff. I don't know if it's two hours before every kickoff across the league, but that's going to be the new policy, uh, is that it'll be Saturday morning, so you'll get an injury report. I like that. Uh, yeah. Better better than, than nothing. I, I hope people will use it appropriately and not just lie and be like, hey, this person's questionable when they know darn well that they're not going to play. But right, it's at least right. a step in the right direction. And then it's just it, – it's kind of – not releasing depth charts, I think, is a little – It's the, – the, the thing um, – I because I actually did talk to the birthday boy yesterday, Derek Terry um, – <laughs> The point he made was just like, you're asking more from college football fans now than ever. The least you can do is throw out a depth chart and slap a bunch of oars on it. Like, is it really that much to ask? Even if you don't, I mean, none of these coaches really abide by it. On Kentucky's, they had oars at every defensive line position. And part of it's because I don't think they really know who's going to start and what combinations they're going to use. But like, it's still... It's something that fans really like, really enjoy. You don't have to be jerks about it. You can just roll one out. I know several fans. I'm not going to lie and say, like, I know a ton of fans. But I do know several people that they screenshot the depth chart. And for those early games, it helps them with the numbers, with the positions, who yeah. they're lining up next to. And it kind of gets – it helps them get to know the team a little bit better. I, I know that Jeff Brown's not worried about those few fans that, that may or may not do that. But – like it's okay to say something bad about Jeff Brom that like, hey, you should release the depth chart, buddy. This is not giving you any sort of win loss advantage going into the game against Georgia Tech. Now, if you've got a quarterback competition and you want to slap an oar on that bad boy, as Roush kind of mentioned, that's fine. Because I do think if you have a pro style quarterback versus a running quarterback, and all summer you don't know exactly which one's going to win out, and UK has been in situations somewhat similar to that, usually not necessarily on, on good teams. 
Um, but like if you if you want to surprise the defense on game one about whether or not you're going to be a little bit more run oriented from under center or more pass oriented in the pocket from under center, then I can understand that. But that Roush again, that can just be an or sort of deal. You can still you can still yeah. label out the other stuff. But yeah, regardless, I'm not crazy about places that don't do that. And if UK didn't do that, I wouldn't be crazy about it. Um, I'm not crazy about a lot of the things that UK does or doesn't do, and, and we speak on those, but not releasing a depth chart. I think is a little dorky. But cards kick off Friday night down in Atlanta against Georgia Tech, a conference game to start. Can we remember a year UK's ever started with a conference game? Off the top of my head, I don't think I can. Um, second second week, COVID. they've been no stranger to a conference game. But week one, I don't know if I can off the top of my head. Yeah, I mean, you know, the COVID year, they only played conference games. but True, true. Um, yeah, I, outside of that, it's been... Louisville or Mac pretty much my whole life. Even the game in Cincinnati was against Miami from the Mac. Uh, Ross Jr., your kids like the book Baby Bear, Baby Bear? Or Brown Bear, the book. Brown Bear? Yeah, I haven't read that one, no. It's just like, Baby Bear, Baby Bear, what do you see? I see a red fox looking at me. Huh. No, yeah, not ringing any bells. No, no. Lucy is obsessed with it, and she can kind of like read it a little bit, which is really impressive. But uh, she just says like "baby, baby, 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 baby." It's just like you can hear kind of like the vowels, or not the vowels, but you can uh, you can make out what she's trying to say, but it's not perfect. So shout out to to Lucy, Mama, and little baby bear. Can she read baby it, bear, TJ, or does she just have it memorized? Because I've had some buddies who their oh kids gosh. have books memorized. <laughs> No, uh, what do you it's think? Probably, it's, it's it's probably memorized, I would think. Yeah. No, I'm. I'm but it, I don't know if TJ's got a little baby genius, Roush. Just because you were valedictorian I mean, doesn't mean someone else can't have a smart kid. Duke does the same exact thing. Like he can't. Oh, now he's got a now stuff. he's got a one up, you TJ. No, no. I mean, like that's what kids do. If you read the same book over and over, like I. This they, is they gonna end with Duke can't read. some sort of tricycle accident and it's uh, the the one upping knows no bounds. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, like they can't baby like three two and three year olds can't read, Scoots. Like uh, no I mean like that like how <laughs> oh my god, Scoots. Ralph, like, have no. you ever seen Matilda? You ever seen Matilda, pal? She <laughs> can read. Jesus Christ. <laughs> like do you I don't <laughs> <sighs> I, you know, I'm just I'm just laughing that you two are getting into it. I don't think it's crazy. I think there are probably kids under three that can read. Absolutely, to a absolutely. Read I mean, a, a now, word or two, but I think Roush is right that my daughter probably is more just going off what she has memorized. From but even the stuff, times. even the stuff that they read, it's memorization. It's singing a song about R E D spells red. It's going that his name is D U K E and spell. It's memorization. Like he, he doesn't know phonetically how to spell, how to read. That's how the brain works. I mean, I'm just, I'm like, I'm not trying to sound like I'm a genius on how the brain operates, but like, Scoots, that is more radical than you say metabolism is how you poop. Like, what? Well, I mean, oh, God, God. Got, got him riled up. Mission accomplished. I don't know baby. why that, that made me lose, like, your brain. I mean, I, I will say it did make me very happy yesterday that TJ, um, people enjoyed Scoots. Uh, Mark's story was like, who's the guy on your radio show that was so relieved to finally have a Friday night off in week two? <laughs> 
Oh, we got Mark Story tuning in. That genuinely makes me happy. I'm a huge Mark Story fan, so that's great to hear that he'll tune in from time to time. And and, I just love that, like uh, the some of the people that tune in listen to our show are like, I can't believe that that's what that guy thinks. And you know, Scoots, I'm just I'm glad that you're. Oh, yeah, you woke me up this morning. That's for damn sure. <laughs> that was that's yeah. all I was trying to do was rally you up, Ralph. I did that. None of that was serious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, none, none of it was serious. <laughs> this is a good time to end our number one. We'll talk more football. We'll talk more basketball. We've got actually several other things that we need to get to on today's show at hour number two, and most importantly, that sweet, sweet Thornton's text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. So appreciative of all those that text in. We'll get to that in hour number two, and much more nonsense on Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio with uh, Justin Taylor, nonsense. Nick Roush, and I'm TJ Walker. Oh yeah, me a triple shot of Gonna get drunk, don't have no fear. I want one bourbon, one scotch, one Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back, hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Cow. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen on your Tuesday morning. That's right. It's Taco Tuesday. Hit up Salsarita is one of their two locations in town. St. Matthew's right off Hubbard's. And you've got the drive through location in Middletown right off Shelbyville Road. Both are delicious. You can get your favorite tacos at either location. Burritos, quesadillas, chips, wildly addictive chips at that. And spicy hot salsa. It's double point Tuesday, too. So. If you really have a hankering for salsaritas, go out of your way, make a point to do it, call your mom, call your dad, call somebody, go on a little lunch date or dinner date, head on out to salsaritas and eat like a king and get double the points, save more money or build towards rewards that will save you money in the future. They've got all these great things at salsaritas and it'd be a perfect day to sit out on their covered patio. Check them out. Salsaritas, download the app and enjoy. Really can't do that read without getting hungry. I know we say it every time, but it's just being sincere. It really is. It's so good. Those chips are wildly addictive. We should get the fellas together for a little Salsaritas lunch. It wouldn't be the worst thing together to meet before the scramble. That'd be a good idea. We we did our KRC monthly lunches or breakfasts. Uh, but then kind of took a break this summer, which is understandable. I think people get busy in the summer. And uh, would be bad to get back at it. So we, we could, I'll have my people reach out to your people. Um, yeah, yeah, let's do that. Um, I'm going to reach out to my people. Scoots, I really appreciated you getting me all riled up there. I needed that. I needed that <laughs> jolt of, of something in the morning. You're so, welcome. Yeah. You are good. welcome. I'm glad to be your good. coffee this morning. Well, if you need... If you don't like coffee, but you need coffee, that Cole Lanter video will get you fired up, Roush. Pretty cool. Love a good walk-on gets a scholarship video. And I appreciate that before Stoops even officially does it, like Kenneth Horsey's dancing in the background. Like, they're all getting ready. So excited for him. 
uh, Cole Lander, Boyle County wide receiver who uh, people forget did a backflip after scoring a touchdown in the spring game last year. Pretty neat. He's uh, He certainly fits the billing of a guy that's going to – I mean, they had the scholarship capital – He's going to play a role for this football team. He's earned it. So really, really happy to see that uh, come out last last night, Monday night. Yeah, that was neat. I always like those videos. And they just know that, like, every one of those videos, it, it, it makes for a cool moment. But behind the cool moment really is a, a human that deserved that and probably more, really. But they, they definitely deserve that moment. And you love that, like, the players know that. The coaches, the team know that, so that's why they go so big on it. But I love those videos as well, Roush. I, I don't. It could even be like a Tennessee walk on, and I'll probably enjoy seeing it. Yeah, and Stoops is typically not one to put stuff out there like that. So I'm, I'm glad that he he did because we I, Charles Walker he did not get his video. It was just like a hey, um, congrats, you got a scholarship, and like that was that. And he was excited, but he didn't get the. He didn't get that moment on social media, you know. Oh man, I guess I never realized that. That's a bummer. Can you yeah, do one like in retrospect? Just like go to his business, place of work. Is he? What's he doing? The guy from CBI. He's an insurance guy. Yeah, just go to his insurance office and just get you know, like yeah. forty of his old teammates. <laughs> I saw uh, David Boudier got married. Oh, shout out to Boudier. Nice guy. I think they took their pictures in front of Memorial Hall. Oh, pretty neat. Yeah, that is pretty pretty neat. Hey, shout out to the Soccer Cats. They won one nothing last night against ETSU. They're ranked in the top five. Remember, they had an undefeated regular season before falling short in the tournament last year. So they're picking up right where things left off last year. I think they got a goal in like the 87th minute. And if you're a fan of soccer in Lexington or the surrounding areas and like the USL just doesn't do it for you because you don't want to watch. I'm not saying this to be derogatory, but like you don't want to watch minor league soccer. You want to watch the best at a certain level. UK really is one of the best teams in NCAA now. Um, and I think the, the, the Lexington team plays in Georgetown. They're, they're trying to make that stuff work, and they've got a lot of people behind the scenes working really, really hard on it. But point being, if you want to watch really good soccer in Lexington or the surrounding areas, get to a U.K. men's soccer game. They're awesome. And I was impressed with the crowd that I saw yesterday on the, the little clips that I saw. The student section wasn't packed, but Roush, it was a hell of a lot more crowded than when we were going to college. And that stadium's really nice, and it, it looked like it got a good crowd, but they're going to play some big opponents this season. That place will be absolutely packed, I'm sure. But I'd say for some of their kind of out-of-conference cupcake games, if you will, I'd, I'd get out and see them if you can because they are really, really good. They're really good. They may, win the, national, they may win the national championship. That'd be pretty awesome. Um, you mentioned the crowd uh, last week. They did the, the picture at Kroger Field of the freshman class. And it just it takes up the entire field. There's so many kids that go to UK now. Yeah, my cousin Tyler goes there. Shout out to shout out to Tyler. Uh, although he, I, I saw pictures of his dorm, and I think he's got like one of those. You know, you you share a bathroom with another twosome, and it's kind of connected in the middle there. Right. But his kind of looks small, and he had bunk beds, which I thought like all the UK dorms now were Mac Daddy suites where. 
you were living life a luxury. I would I would hate a bunk bed. I haven't slept yeah, in a bunk I, bed since I was in like third grade. You get a choice. I mean, you could have a bunk bed or like it's just how you want to design the room. Um, I because, guess a bunk bed, you get more room for activities. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, you um, For like desk or, or whatnot. Because um, yeah, even, um, yeah, that, that was the case for those suites back in like at Holmes or whatever, back when we were at UK too where you could have it as a bunk, a pie, or whether or not, or you could put it on a lift and have your desk underneath it. The movable furniture, not something in the Kerwin Blanding complex. Would you all rather have to have a bunk bed or a water bed? Bunk bed. <laughs> a water not bed, even, for sure. Yeah. No, bunk bed. No, water bed. Bunk bed would stink. I don't want have, somebody, I don't want to be sucking down on farts all night from the guy on top of the bed. Those mattresses, they seep through. Have you ever slept in a uh, water bed? Like as an adult? No, no, I haven't it's been awful. on a, I haven't you're, been on a water bed probably in a similar timeline since I've been on a bunk bed. You never had bunks in college? No, I, no. I was. I, I mean, was... I, I I could have, I suppose, if I wanted to, but it would have been pretty awkward that we would just have a spare bedroom. Yeah, I mean, I did a bunk bed for three semesters in the frat house. I guess I was just so cool in the frat house. That's that's what it was. I was so cool. I had to have a bunk bed. I can't. Um, I mean. We're the people that may that make fun of us for talking about our college days too much, but like in all, I could not imagine bringing a girl home in all seriousness to a bunk bed, and like be like, "Hey, I, I, I was successful at the bars, which could be hard enough as is, as most guys know. I was successful enough at the bars or the party or whatever we were at, and I'm bringing you home and open the door. Yeah, I do sleep on a bunk bed. That's my roommate, Rick." I'm Nick. Um, I, well, unfortunately, I, we are on top bunk. So, like, like, what? How would that even? No, I'm out on bunk beds. The fact you did it for three years is wild to me. I did not know this about you. Uh, three semesters, so half that time. But, like, I mean, you, you I don't know. I mean, how does anybody who shares a room work that situation? Like, that's every if you dorm have your own separate in beds and separate space, then, you know, you can make a little, you can, you can, you're you're in your own well, space, you know. Just <laughs> yeah, but you're if you're in the room with somebody, they're either out of the room or they're in the room. Like it's going to be awkward regardless. Like I mean, but you could theoretically have somebody sleeping in the room. You could theoretically have somebody that, like, you know, you just they don't know what's going on. Just you know, ten feet away from them. I, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility either. But if you're in a bunk bed and you're fooling around it's in you know people can be quiet but it's pretty tough to be still i mean the funny part of all of this is that we typically had like two or three people sleeping on our couch too our our <laughs> it was like our, our room was just a it was a in and out policy and that driving around campus yesterday just seeing i mean there was just like you know people hanging out on the front porch yesterday and their dog was walking around the front yard i'm like oh man to think back to all the free time you used to have in college, especially I know oh school has started now, but the, that like two or three weeks before school started, before class started, where everybody moved in in August, oh, <laughs> that's paradise, man. Absolute paradise. No, it, it's it's totally true. Just the the time aspect of everything in life, and I and I say that to myself with like only having one kid, Roush. I bet you think back to when it was just Duke, and you were like, ah, it was a little bit easier back then, wasn't it? Um, but I, you know, you think back to when you didn't have a kid and it's like, oh, you had so much more free time. 
And then you think back to college and you're like, well, that was just a joke. Like that, that was not real life in the slightest really. And that's coming from somebody that always had a job while in college, except I think maybe first semester, my freshman year, although I worked for the Colonel then. So technically always worked there, but even then it was just like, you had more free time, too much free time. What do they say? Like an idle hand is the devil's play thing. Oh, it's a damn sure. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> text on into the Thornton's text line 502-414-1450 502-414-1450 Scoots, do we get any of your takes on this? Because I can only imagine how wild they are um, I was just going to be the tiebreaker and say that I was with Roush on, in terms of bunk bed oh. Water Ooh. water beds are very uncomfortable but Yeah, that that was more awkward was the first time visiting my wife at, like her parents family you know up in ohio we've been dating two or three months and it's like oh so like what's that's even more awkward is when you go to the parents the first time it's like so i guess we're sharing a bed is this going to be a thing but then to go upstairs and you lay down and it's a freaking water bed i mean like it's like how do i get out of this thing see was killing. now oh, it was awful I- i'm on team bunk bed but if you bring a girl into the equation i'm with tj team water bed Seems like so you just time. wish you could like switch it. If I'm by myself, give me the bunk. Yeah. With ill. If I'm bringing, if it's if it's a successful night out, give me the water bed. Absolutely. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Roush, I uh, saw your tweet yesterday that Derek Mason's going to be making his broadcasting debut on Saturday at the Krogue. People forget that he's not in coaching at the moment. People do forget that he. Um... He seemed to draw rave reviews from his time at SEC Media Days for the SEC Network. So, um, yeah, I'm 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 excited uh, because, well, first and foremost, as much as I love having Dave Neal around and reminding me of my childhood, couldn't have him with Andre Ware anymore. Andre Ware just puts you to sleep. Uh, Derek Mason's got a little bit of juice, and um, you know uh, as. Seems to know a thing or two about football. I mean, say what you will about uh, what he did. I mean, there at the end at Vandy, but I mean, he took him to some bowl games. How many coaches have been able to say that? Like James Franklin and one other guy, maybe? I mean, it's tough to do. Tough to do. Yeah, I he that he knows a ton of football, and I'm definitely going to record the game. I'll, I'll be at the Krogue on Saturday, but I'll record and I'll go back and watch, and I'll be interested. I normally – Nine nine out of ten times, I certainly don't give a fart in the wind about the commentary, but I'll be interested to to hear what he's got to say. So that I don't think he'll be in the broadcasting booth very long. I think he'll be back in coaching sooner rather than later. That being said, and I'm excited to hear him, I always remembered him being a little dry as a head coach. Am I wrong about that? No. Do you don't remember his uh I'm built for this? I remember Whatever. that. I mean, I remember like he, <laughs> he he was he was good maybe for like an outburst, but I think for I thought for the most time he was just very coach speak, just like very buttoned up and quite literally because I also remember him usually doing the Mitch Barnhart. Well, I think it's mostly uh, I a lot of its comparison. Clark Lee is so much more boring that Derek Mason feels yeah. like this very oh, outgoing true. guy. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that that's why I think it is going to be interesting to have him in the broadcast booth because I do think one thing he at least the way he speaks he's he's he is engaging. I think just what we heard was coach speaky type stuff where he which would is, just 
yeah. more of the norm in coaching world anyways. Right, right. But once we get him outside in the broadcast booth, and I think, I'm not going to lie, TJ, I think that this might this might sit well with him and he might just end up being, like if he's good at this, I could see him being the, uh, maybe not the replacement for whatever they, like I, I, don't, I don't know what their plans are, but I could see him rising high at ESPN um, in the booth. And being yeah. one of those guys, or or if if not like the Saturday Night SEC Network special, because I don't know what their plans are eventually for that crew, but I could see him being a big deal um, for SEC games on ESPN, especially whenever they have rights to to every single one of them. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be shocked in that. It, if that's what he wants to do, and, and if he's good at it, obviously, and I could totally be misremembering his time at Vanderbilt. Uh, people forget that I could just forget him um that's and, true. And his his demeanor but he does have a good football like resume even again not being successful or overly successful at vandy join the club buddy like that's what makes somebody special really really special is if they can win there and he did he did decent he did decent um although once he left they beat uk which not crazy about that no i'm not crazy about that at all uh, Let's get to the Thornton's text line. I had one more quick thing maybe to get to, but we'll figure it out a little bit later. 502-414-1450. 502-414-1450. The first text says, well, did we finish yesterday? Oh, no. Okay, never mind. We did finish yesterday. It was the Dylan Ballard text. Shout out to Dylan Ballard. Texture says, how were the rich men north of Richmond in D.C.? I did forget to tell you all the story about how I forgot to pack any socks and underwear. That's hilarious. Ooh. That's so funny. It's really a pretty – the story is horrible. It's not good at all. But Laundry Wednesday is the day that I do my laundry. It's called Laundry Wednesday. Okay, that, that was the question. So are you still, even with baby, is laundry still separate in the Walker household? Yeah. So who does baby's laundry, and is it is it all separate too, or does she get mixed in with your all's laundry? I think the hers will get not mixed in with mine. I take care of my own laundry. I think babies will at times sometimes get mixed in with mom's, but usually it's just separate. And then she does that, although I would, but I don't think she I think she trusts herself to get it smelling nice and all that stuff. So it's her right. that does Got that. You. But yes, uh, just you know. I, Take care of your own stuff, and then I would. Yeah, that that just fascinates me that you all do that at the Walker household. Uh, But you know, uh, that you've got a system and it works, except for when you're going to DC. Yeah, so like it was Laundry Wednesday, and I was like, all right, well, I'm gonna put my clothes away, but I'll also pack at the same time. So if I see a shirt in the laundry that I want, I'll just pack it and put it into the suitcase. Been there, done that. Yeah, with with the with the under with the underoos. I was like, all right, I'll actually put all of these away and then I'll pick because I want to get the comfiest undies for the trip. Who wouldn't? I'm going to be doing a lot of walking. Let me put them all away and then I'll make my selection. Well, you can obviously, and I did that with socks too. You can obviously see where it's going. I put them away, packed, and then went on and moved to something else and then forgot to eventually make my, my top tier selections there. So get to DC and we're unpacking. I'm an unpacker. Like i take my clothes out, put them in the drawers provided, hang up the clothes that need to be hung up, that sort of deal. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And like, it's not, I didn't even have to like look or see if I'd misplaced them somewhere else. I was like, I knew exactly what happened. 
and uh, ooh, what are we going to do here? Actually got a like a DoorDash to deliver from like a Walgreens or something. Just <laughs> men's boxers. And they, and they brought them right up to the hotel door. I was like, thank you for the underwear. Had to get some socks too. But the only socks they had were like, you know, that gym teacher you'd have that like wear them just below the knee. So I, I had big, I had big socks, but they, they, they would fall down. They were so big that like they wouldn't fit to my already ginormously muscular calves, but they would fall down. So it kind of just looked like a stylish decision to have like bunchy white socks. Probably look like a huge nerd, but don't really care at this stage of my life. Uh, so th- it all got taken care of on day one, but it was pretty embarrassing for a moment. Yeah. Oh, the- I will say though that they only gave me a two pack of the undies, so I, it was one day was just a, a two four, which is kind of gross, admittedly. Yeah, I, I would think that that would be the more uncomfortable part, like socks. I don't know. I feel like you got to get just a fresh pack of the Hanes or whatever your generic. Like I'm, I'm not a big fancy sock guy. Like it's just like whatever's the Walmart or the Amazon or just black, which it short, long, crew, whatever. We just got to we got to hit refresh once a year. Upgrade the sock selection. Uh, but the but the underwear, you know, especially like you said, walking around, sitting on planes, like you just want to be comfortable. Want to be comfortable. I totally agree with you on the socks, 100%. Another texture says, what's more likely, Kentucky, to go 10-2 and two or 6-6? Six and six? It's a great question because oh, I, I think they're yeah, pretty easy. equally like similar in probability. Uh, mathematically, maybe, but um, I, think, I think more extreme circumstances have to happen to go 6-6 six and six than 10-2. and two. Now, if you want to be BTI and like argue it, well, history says an injury can happen. Uh, Devin Leary injury prone, blah blah blah. But um, I think Kentucky's just better. Um, I, I, yeah, so I think it's much more. I think it's much more likely that they're ten and two than six and six. Uh, the last time they had this group of coaches on the sideline, it was the best offense since Andre Woodson was there, and he didn't throw an interception for like ten games. So. Uh, yeah, yeah. I six and you, you. If you went the six and six route, you you could get lucky if Devin Leary got hurt. Like that's if Devin Leary gets, and maybe that's why the answer could be six and six is just injury. And you know, I actually did. I wrote this down, and now that we're back on it, this is a good time to bring it up. But Roush, I want to bring up the the depth chart with this, and, and I think that again, six and six, ten and two. I don't think either are going to happen. I'd lean 10 and two if everybody stays healthy, but that's no guarantee. So I, I don't know. You could go either way with it. I understand. But Rush, I, I looked at the depth chart. Felt like we were a little thin at receiver. If, yeah. you know, if Tavion Robinson or Dane Key or Barry and Brown miss any sort of time, you're going to ask somebody to step up that hasn't done a ton. I think we're all ready for Dekel Crowdis to do something, but. A Brandon White and an Anthony Brown Stevens, you know, a lot of casual fans don't know anything about those players. Anthony Brown is one that I'm confident will be a star at Kentucky, and he's going to play and make an impact this fall. He is who I would consider his wide receiver four right now. Um, the rest have to prove it to me, including Dekel Crowdis, including Shamar Porter, the true freshman who wasn't on the depth chart. Um, I was shocked to see Brandon White on there, but no, that's that's very much that's like my first takeaway of fall camp, and my biggest one was that there's only eight 
I guess now nine scholarship wide receivers following the addition of Cole Lander, but they're thin at wide receiver as far as numbers. You had a lot of kids go away, but they have six tight ends there, and five of them can play. They can all catch passes. Demi Sumakarmbe is a running back. He spent as much time lining up at receiver during fall camp as he has at running back. Uh, and you can kind of say the same about Isaiah Cummings. So while you are correct, like Barry on Brown is one of those that uh, – if you lose him, I mean, that's that's very tough to replace somebody with that sort of explosive playmaking ability. But even if Dave Key goes down, I mean, Shamar Porter has a very similar big body frame that can do a lot of those things and be a physical wide receiver on the outside. Um, so, yeah, they, they are light on numbers, but I think they more than make up for it um, in volume of pass catchers with what you've got in the running back room and in the tight end. And I did. That, uh, that makes me feel better. I, I did think of the NC State transfer as a possible pass catcher, just given his his background. Uh, all right, and then my next step chart question for you. It hit me. We we see the, the offensive line: Cox, Horsey, Burton, Cox, Flax. Is that good enough to Nick Roush? Is that an offensive line good enough to go ten and two in, in this hypothetical? Uh, yeah. I think I, I I believe so. Now that right tackle spot is going to be tested, and they're being challenged. Um, and and you know to go back to your question, hour number one, what can we learn in that first month? I think that's really the only position that I'm still circling and curious about. But uh, Marcus Cox really like what he's brought to the offensive line room, both from a leadership perspective and a physical standpoint. Um, I think he's going to be a pro. Uh, maybe a late round draft pick. Uh, Kenneth Horsey, solid. Jagger Burton, probably a few growing pains, but he'll get it figured out. Eli Cox, great. The one concern was the confirmation that Ben Chrisman is out for the year. Um, so now they're going to have to lean on maybe Dylan Ray or uh, Tanner Bowles as this kind of in the at, at the swing positions. But I, yeah, I. Last year, it felt like they were piecing together five spots on the offensive line. This year, I'm confident four, and you've really just got one spot that's that's a question mark with a guy who's one guy who's good at pass setting, another guy who's good at run blocking. Which one can figure their weakness out uh, over the next month? Which one can really improve upon it? Uh, I, I we're gonna find out in the next three weeks. So yes, I, I feel pretty pretty confident that they they will be a good offensive line uh, maybe not you know shouldn't be your old big blue wall right like that was one of the best in the country but I think they'll be good and won't be some sort of liability that we're worried about all year and the other thing too people oh Devin Leary's been hurt he can't if he's hurt again oh my gosh offensive line he's played behind bad offensive lines before uh, watch the Clemson game that they won and he was running for his life that whole night, and he still had like four touchdown passes and 300 yards passing. So, I mean, he he's not a statue back there in the pocket. Better than what he's used to is what you're saying. Yes, I think they can be better than what he's used to, both up front and from a pat. Like, he's going to have three receivers that are better than anybody he played with at NC State on one roster. So, love to hear that. Uh, also love to hear that Wandale Robinson is yeah. expected to be ready for the season opener coming off that torn ACL. 
Uh, he's been activated for the Giants, so that's all yeah. good news for Wandale Robinson. Uh, he hated that injury for him because he was doing some nice things, uh, but he'll get back to it. Yeah, that was his. Uh, he had 13 targets and nine catches when he uh, suffered that ACL injury in November. Um, he's going to be. Uh, I was talking to a uh, resident Giants fan on the UK beat, Aaron Gershon. Jalen Hyatt's played well in the preseason. It was like, dude, I can't have a Vol taking his time. But Juan Dale's purely slot. Uh, Hyatt, they're going to move around quite a bit. Uh, but NFL cuts are tomorrow. And luck it informed me. DeAndre Square is probably going to make the Rams roster, which is wow. I mean, not to discount him, but DeAndre Square is like that. Just is a testament to how far the intangibles can take you, because he is not a freak by any stretch of the imagination when it comes to like the combine measurements and all that sort of stuff. I mean, he's a good athlete. He's an SEC linebacker with a ton of experience, but I mean. For him to potentially be on that 53-man roster, uh, that that would speak a lot. Um, so I think their final cuts are tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and even if he does get cut, he'll be the next call-up once one of those linebackers gets banged up. So, uh, yeah, would be would be really cool to see Square on a roster on uh, opening day. Not taking into, like, the intangibles, just sheer talent. Who do you think is more talented, DeAndre Square or Jordan Jones? Oh, um, it depends on what you would define by linebacker play. Like, if you want your linebackers to be disciplined and, like, make good choices, or if you just want them to see ball, hit ball. Because Jordan Jones, as undisciplined as all get at, but, boy, he could make some tackles. So, That's why I almost think that, like, Jordan Jones probably the better athlete than DeAndre Square. But to your yes. point, you know, DeAndre Square is very smart back there. Um, and committed to the scheme and what yes. his coaches are, are looking for. <laughs> he does his job. Mm-hmm. Whereas that's not always that was not always the case for Jordan Jones. I love Jordan but, Jones for what it was worth. I thought he was really, really entertaining. I think you need to have a little wild card to you sometimes when you're playing that position in the SEC. But it was just like if you can get this man. all together, if you can put it all together, you you can you can do some really great things. I'm not I don't think he ever really could, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Jordan Jones. Man, that's going to be a guy. Like, we're going to, like, 10 years down the road, we're going to get story time with some former players, and they're going to talk about just the wild stuff that Jordan Jones did. And, oh, man, that's it's going to be whew. a good time. Oh, it's going to be a great time. Hey, you know, Jordan Jones is really good. Uh, at, when we were doing Corey Price's all Kroger Field, Commonwealth Stadium team, you know, he, he was strongly, I, I, well, I, no spoilers, but. He was strongly considered in a couple different spots. So uh, let's take our last break. Come back. We'll finish up the Thornton's text line. Maybe another quick hitter here or there. You can always miss stuff when you only got a two-hour radio show. This is KRC. I'm Big X. We'll be back. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Like 
Welcome back. One final segment. Uh, roll love this song. You just gotta love play. Yeah, so good. Weather's really nice this morning. People are feeling good. Yeah, you gotta let that. Football's back. Two more. Two more days without it. Oh man, it's gonna be glorious. Yeah, and yeah, and good games too. It's not just like your Thursday night poop state because nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. You get Florida and Utah, and Roush and I talked about yesterday, would it be better for UK if they won or just try to steer, steal their soul early in the season and maybe let that game be a funeral at, at Kroger Field for the Florida Gators? I don't really care either way as long as UK wins. On the one hand, if they if Florida's somehow undefeated, and at Roush, I agree with you, I don't think they will be. I don't think they'll beat Tennessee. But if they were somehow undefeated in a top ten team, well, that's huge. That's big for that's a big opportunity for Kentucky football. That's a big moment for Kroger Field. We've had them in the past against Florida. Or if they're at that point, what two and two? I think would be their record if they lost to Utah and Tennessee, and then they, I think they've got two cupcakes. Otherwise, if they yeah. were two and two and then lost to Kentucky to go two and three, well, Billy Napier would probably see the writing on the wall. Their fans would be crazy. You know, they'd be very very upset. I guess the counter to that would be if they were two and two going into that game, they'd have nothing to lose and they'd be playing very desperate, which maybe you'd want to avoid that. Regardless, the game's over just a day and a day and a month away. We got plenty of time to analyze it, but it's nice to have a quality game to get things started. And I know we had week zero this past week. I'm just talking about Thursday night. Nice to get something good in there. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, also Minnesota plays Nebraska. Um, so yeah, big 10 conference matchup. Wow. Fun. Yeah. By the way, that line for U of L Georgia tech on Friday keeps coming, coming Georgia tech's way. U of L now a seven point favorite. I think it gotten up to like eight and a half. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know what to make of it. I don't think if anybody's being like serious, they should really have a great feel on this game. Georgia Tech named that uh, that guy from Texas A&M, the quarterback, the starting quarterback. I saw Georgia Tech fans were kind of mixed reviews on that. They had another guy last year who started to take over later in the year and did like okay, not great. But I think some fans just thought, let's build off that. He's got a whole offseason. Instead, what's his name? King, the fellow from Texas A&M that transferred. Haynes King, yes. Yeah. He, he is, uh, he's going to be the starter. Supposedly, he's kind of a – a boomer bus player may 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 make a big play here or there, but also will do some silly things as well. Could never really stick at Texas A&M. He'll be the starter in that game. But I think if anybody's being serious about that one, pretty tough to handicap. And speaking of handicap, we'll get back to our unsponsored picks of the week on Friday. You can sponsor it if you'd like to, and we'll make it a little contest. Uh, did I win last year too? Um, I, th- I thought I Roush did. What happened? I, I, think Roush. Roush may have, I think Roush may have won last year. Yeah, I think Roush so. did have a total collapse one year, though, and that was a lot of fun. Wait, how, can, yeah. can you remind me of the rules again? We picked three games? Yeah, and one okay. lock of the week. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. Got it. I'll be ready this year. Y'all are in trouble. I need to see if I have it anywhere, but uh, not sure if um, – I've got a lot of the old notes, but I don't know if I – okay, here we go. Picks of the week. Um, intern Jacob went 5-3-1. and one. Roush won with 33 points. I had 29 points. Scoots had 22 points. 
So yeah, it was the year before on. that I completely blew it. Yeah. So okay. I yeah. I know we discussed last year about me picking other games. Can we do that this year? Can I like go NFL or baseball instead of college? Or no, I won't go baseball. But can I go NFL? If, I mean, I, I mean, we no, no, no. I mean, I lost by eleven points last year, TJ. I obviously don't know college football. I'm trying I mean, to give the people I also some feel like you don't. You like just show up the morning of and are like, "What should I pick?" Absolutely not. I actually do research the night before. Yeah. Not well, loose research. Oh. Not not heavy research. I, I don't care if you want to do NFL. I guess you can do NFL. Okay, got it. I mean, you're gonna lose regardless because <laughs> NFL much tougher to bet than college football in my humble experience. Maybe, but I just know it better. Shady Rays is a humble company that started right here in Kentucky. Their roots are here, just like yours, and they made it to the big leagues with their polarized sunglasses. Don't stop dreaming like Shady Rays. ShadyRays.com, promo code BIGX for 25% off, and you will not be disappointed with their selection. Any occasion, they've got a sunglass for you, kids, and before you know it, it's going to be winter if you need some new snow goggles. I think they've got some solid deals on those right now while they're still out of season. So check them out today. ShadyRays.com, promo code BIGX at checkout. Uh, they're snow goggles, by the way. Very, very cool. You can customize them. Uh, despite being not the best skier on the mountain in February, I, I did have the best snow goggles. And that was confirmed through the, the park rangers there. They let me know that. So ShadyRays.com, check them out today. We've got the Thornton's text line to get to. Uh, we what, we got... Anything else? Any other quick hitters? I'm sure that there are. Well, well the they'll, they'll come up. Yeah, they'll come up. No sarcasm, Nick. I actually did think it was funny, especially your mannerisms. Oh, well, I'm working on a texture. Trying to be funny, man. Um, but sometimes Scoots just ruins that for me. So thanks, Scoots. <laughs> hey, we got Sanex Mail on Friday, by the way. That'll be exciting. Good game. Mm -hmm. Kind of see where things are going to maybe shake out in 6A yeah. with that one. Podcast listener here, to put my UK football history in perspective, I kind of sort of remember the games with Art Still and Derek Ramsey as I turned 12 that season. So I've been put through the ringer countless times, but listening to Monday's show has me fired up again, although my, my head says 7-5, and five, my heart is now saying 9-3. and three. Go Big Blue! Woohoo! No, that's a nor texture. That's a normal thing. I, I do the same, where it just says the season goes on, I like add a win potentially uh but i'll give my season my season prediction on friday when we're out there at elk run doing the show live even if you're not playing golf if you want to come out say hey to us while we're doing the show you're more than welcome to out there at elk run golf club but i do the same where it's just as the season approaches i get super pumped up and uh even in even in the really bad years i'd be like you know i didn't think a bowl game was possible this year but it's not look at the skip the if the breaks go your way but this should be a good year. I don't. I can't ever remember a year with more hype with UK football, and that's why I think it was so surprising to see so many people pick, you know, eight and four. But that being said, the schedule stuff. So it's it, they can be a really good team, Roush, and still have this schedule get you a time or two. Yeah, especially with so much piling up later on in the year. Um, that's a wild, that's a whole other wild caveat to all this thing. Is you know we we talk about how I don't know what the mood's going to be in a month before that Florida game. But you you better get everything figured out. You better be ready to rock and roll because once that Florida game does roll around, you, you get not a single break besides the bye week. Which is texture on the Thorns text line 
says, got the old COVID-19. Any recommendations on movies to watch or snacks to eat? That's from South Georgia Wildcat. Oh, I don't know. I don't, I haven't watched, haven't been watching too many things. I guess 1883, that was kind of, it's been kind of fun. But I'm, I'm, I'm a weirdo who likes old westerns, and that's basically what that is. So Yeah, no, I don't really know your interests. South Georgia Wildcat. Somebody on the text line recommended Detroiters to me, and I, I, I finished that pretty quickly. It was really, really good. Uh, so you got to let us know kind of what you're into. We can we can hone in, but I hope you're feeling all right and rest up. You'll be fine. In you'll terms of fine. in terms of snacks to eat, you cannot not go wrong with ice cream. South Georgia Wildcat. Make your throat feel better too. Everybody likes ice cream. Absolutely. With the talk of the new running clock in college football, I'm hoping it's like the MLB games this year and reduces the time spent in the stadium. And hopefully it doesn't mean more room for commercials while still being in the stadium for four hours. I'm just Saturday. I'm going to have my eyes. I'm going to have my death stare on the clock guy. When I'm at the Krogue and there's a timeout, I watch that clock guy. I can't wait for him to get off the field because that means we get football back in action. Although I do like the addition of clock guy just in general i like at least knowing the time uh but yeah i definitely count him down I, i'm all for trying to speed up the game i don't think it's going to be it was five minutes over the weekend so i don't think it's going to be anything drastic but anything can help because sometimes college football games just are ridiculous yeah i also would say that um if you ever have been to a game since they without the clock guy after they made the clock guy a thing it's very upsetting to not have the clock guy there TJ, when I visited D.C., we used the scooters to explore and see all the historic spots. An absolute game changer and very relaxing. Nonetheless, the prices for the scooters can get steep if you're not careful. Yeah, I think ours, we rode around for a while, and I think it was like 40 bucks, which isn't really all that bad because I think it was like two hours that we had it probably. So that wasn't terrible, but I wonder if they had the geotags up when you were there. Those darn things. It was very frustrating. A texture says, very confused that Roush wouldn't send a birthday text. I can kind of see his point about it being fake and not super genuine, but even if it's not totally genuine, why not fake it to make someone feel special and important? Head-scratching stuff there, Mr. Nicholas. I had a couple people wonder about the the birthday yeah. stuff. Yeah, just weird thing that I decided one day, like, I'm out. It's very old man behavior of me, I admit. And it's a little bizarre, but I just, yeah, I'm out. I'm out on it. Texture says, the bottom line to Trinity's struggle within their program is they're simply not getting the recruits that they once did in the James Quick and Jason Hatcher era. Those recruits are now going to St. X and Mayo. The talent level just isn't what it used to be at Trinity. I think part of that is Mayo's always played the game. Trinity's always played the game. St. X, I think about four years ago, five years ago, said, we're going to play the game too. And that's like – you know, people would always say, like, say next recruits, say next recruits. They, they would. They would recruit, like, grade schools and Catholic grade schools. And, you know, they, they would want to go get the top talent that they could, but they weren't going to do – they weren't going to do some kind of, like, financial wiggly here, wiggly there. They just wanted everybody to kind of have a fair shake and not just necessarily give it to good football players necessarily. Financial assistance, aid, scholarships. Just to bring in good talent, it, but the school education costs a lot of money, and not everybody in the city can afford that. Um, even people that go there can't always, even the people that are affording it can't always afford it necessarily. So I think they've said, you know, we're going to continue to give scholarships 
where we can. But yes, we will also make an emphasis on football. We'll give football, but we'll also do some other stuff. And that's just me guessing for what it's worth. But I do know there was a time where they were just like, we're not, we're not doing anything athletics based. We will give scholarships for athletics, but not for a specific sport or for, for a specific player just because they were extra good, if that makes any sense. Yeah, um, the the talent pool is, is shrinking, essentially. Thanks. To I don't know Davis. if that's the well. Yeah, well, it's being spread out. I don't know if the ta- I don't know if the quantity is shrinking. Well, but it's well like like kids are going to Cal and Saint X now. They're not just yes. like going to Trinity and Trinity alone. Um, Correct. I agree. I agree with the texter. I agree with you. Yes. Yeah. I was just saying Saint X has made a switch over the last several years, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and now uh, high school kids can get nil. Nice. In Kentucky. So, yeah, you could even just pay him straight up. Uh, also find it hilarious that Roush is talking mad. Is that Jive? Yeah, Mad Jive. Mad Jive. About Trinity when DeSales literally almost lost to Seneca High School, LOL. Wow, shots fired at Seneca. Yeah, I mean, what DeSales does will never impact my trash talk to Trinity. Um, I'm just I'm just always going to – it's a little hanging fruit. It's, it's easy. Just hit it out of the park. Trinity can take out their uh, next sex on the Thorns sex line. <laughs> Speaking of golf, I heard TJ's brother hit a 330-yard drive onto a par-4 green. Shout-out to my family, none of which signed up for the KRC Big X Scramble. Wow. 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 My brother's Another playing. Texture. Excuse me? My brother's playing, and Gil. My brother and Gil are on the same team. You've got great friends and family. That's right. I've got a couple friends that are going to be out there, uh, but the family really left me high and dry. Uh, Louisville sounds fun, ha <laughs> ha. Talking about the the stuff going on in the city. Uh, yeah, it's a big city. Yeah, there's going to be crime, but we're yep. all, I think, in favor of having less of it. So let's work together. And yeah, woohoo. Not for the show necessarily, just letting TJ know I emailed back about the scramble. Yeah, we got you. Thank you. Thank you for all that I've emailed. Big X scramble at yahoo.com. Found season four of QB1 on the internet. Two things. I didn't realize Deuce Hogan was one of the three quarterbacks they follow. Two, he's a nerd. Oh, uh, Steve reminds us that Scoots is wrong. Indiana has a 7% state sales tax. My I knew gosh. Because I just, I just bought a car over there and they had to adjust because Kentucky plays. Smaller state income tax. So, yeah, suck it, Scoots. Egg on my face. Don't even know my state laws. Sheesh. Thanks, Steve, for proving Scoots wrong. Always a good time. (laughs) You hacks never talk sports. I think that's the UofL fan that that listens. He literally texted in as we were talking about Kentucky football, and we had already had a 20-minute discussion on the Ryder Cup. So, he can suck it. We've got a fair share of nonsense today, but I think it's been a pretty good sports show, if you ask me. John here. Good morning, as always, my friends. Okay, so yesterday I was having a conversation with my friend who's a Wisconsin fan. He was telling me that they thought Kentucky was not a very good program. He said if they would play tougher conference like the Big Ten, things would be different. I replied that the Big Ten is not a better conference than the SEC. So then we had a good conversation on if we would put the Cats in the Big Ten and the Badgers in the SEC, who would have more success and be better overall. Of course, I was taking up for the Cats. No worries. What do you all think? Got to go talk to you later. I mean, it's just nonsense, John. And Admittedly, it's such nonsense that that was way too much time. For like the SEC is significantly better than the Big Ten. I'm not sure who would argue that. 
Yeah, like you'd have to be blonde and crazy and like literally lose your like have zero brains in your head to think that the SEC is worse than the Big Ten at pretty much everything except volleyball. Volleyball is the one thing Big Ten better than the SEC. If uh, best case scenario, Wisconsin and the SEC would be Missouri. A texture says. Baby Rat is the South End book. Baby, ah. baby Rat. Baby Rat. What do you see? I see an above ground pool leaking near me. <laughs> above ground pool. Above ground pool. What do you see? Oh, I see underage tobacco pool. youth pointing at me. Man, when I was at the fair, I did not know one of their ag exhibits was just like strips of tobacco. Like oh, yeah. They have a whole meeting room of just like, here's the best looking tobaccos <laughs> on display. Fireworks for re- fireworks for weeks. Another South End kids book. <laughs> Footy cat. You know, we actually had a lot fewer fireworks this summer than many recent years. Guess those COVID checks didn't clear. Footy cats looked rough last night, but great team win. Always find a way to win. I, yeah, I, I would have thought they probably would have beaten ETSU by more than one, and not needing a late goal to do it. But a win's a win's a win, and that's important. If you bring a girl home and you share a bunk bed, you only have one option. You got to take the girl. Yeah, the, yeah, it's yeah going in a direction that we shame on whoever that in. Yeah. TJ, TJ, for the room scenarios, that's why you have an agreement between the guys to have earplugs on hand. Fake it till yeah. you make it, man. Earplugs but like that's the, the, that's not my point though. Is that like sound is sound, whatever uh, you can be quiet, you cannot be quiet. It, uh, you can do headphones, but a bunk bed, it's like. What is this made from NASA? Like it, it's going to move if people are kind of doing some shenanigans in the bottom bunk. That's my whole point. Hey gang, just wanted to point out that Nick liking bunk beds as much as he does is wild as his wife sharing a bed with his, with her sister all throughout high school. Have a great taco Tuesday. PC for I guy. That's a funny text. People do forget that. I think that's equally yeah. as wild. Yeah. I, I never heard of that too, but that's, uh, Pretty popular in some places. Um, yeah, I just uh, bunk beds. Pretty fine by me. And that's funny because you're like you. I imagine your feet are hanging off too on most bunk beds. You're a big. You're a bigger guy. They were also uh, full size bunk beds. It wasn't like a twin, so like they were larger. You know, it wasn't like um, like a twin twin bed. Just uh, all huh, bad. That's bad news, bears. But um, yeah, and I, I I think I was top bunk for most of the rain too. I just, I was easy, easy little hop up there. I don't know if I'd like that either, but NFL cuts are today. Does Benny Snell make the Lions? I'll say no. Yeah, I'm probably going to say no too. Chris Rodriguez looks like he's making the uh, commanders. Uh, he better. He's good. Just got to mm-hmm. hold on to the ball. Can I do baseball picks? You dweeb. What a yeah, dweeb. Go jump in a locker, Scoots. No kidding. Freaking nerd. I can fit in one. Everybody have a great Tuesday. We'll be back at it again tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio.